The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Halos, Derek C. Apollo with my co-host Jared Timms and Nate Green. And, and spring training is underway. There are three games under the Angels' belt as we speak right now, including a split series today. Guys, start with Nate today. How's it going? It's going good. Good to see some baseball back. How are you? Doing just fine. I haven't seen any of it actually yet. Us East Coast guys have to catch up on it later. Jared? I don't watch spring training games, and I really don't care about them. But it's good to have baseball back. I'll tell you that, and I take I do take that back. Actually, um, I enjoy, yeah, you should. I enjoy seeing pitchers um, and seeing what they they bring to the table. I love seeing who's in the best shape of their life. Miguel Sano, actually, that's kind of cool. Um, but other than that, not a lot to take away from spring training. We'll see. We'll see. It, it is funny to me that you claim to be the your favorite part about the Angels org is the minor leagues, and mm-hmm. you couldn't care less about spring training. And that's when. We actually get to see minor leaguers play against some big leaguers, like Nelson Rada getting the uh, the two abs today, the two oh, yes. stolen bases and the walk. Like, so kind of funny to me. Maybe. A little concerning. Like, you're our minor league guru, and you're like f them. You know, the Rams like f them picks, and you're like f them spring training games. Like, seriously? Come on, man. Good to see watch some. Good, it's good to see Arrow Vera. Out there, I, I, I'm a big Arrow Vera yeah, fan. He's late he, as he's late as he can be on a fastball. That's good to see. This is why I don't. This is why I don't care about spring training. 
All right. Because so, it doesn't carry over to the regular sh- Oh, wait. No, he's always late on fastballs. Never mind. Never mind. Wrong guy. Wow. Shade thrown. Okay. So here we are. Uh, so news broke early this morning. Cody Bellinger re-signs with the Cubs. Is that the floodgate that opens the rest? These signings up. Jordan Montgomery still out there. Like Snell's still out there. Is this it, Joy? Is it Jared? Is this it? Uh, I mean, if if we wait any longer, we're at opening day, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you'd have to assume that um, that some of these guys start signing. I mean, you got three big names still out there: Matt Chapman, um, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, amongst others, obviously. But yes, like you would you would assume that Bellinger signing this deal does open up the doors and it kind of probably shows that teams aren't willing to aren't willing to spend that not willing to spend big bucks but willing to give big years um because I know there's a lot of a lot of thought that Bellinger was going to get you know 10 8 10 years and he settles settles for three years um almost in a sense of bridging contract, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, he gets to age 31, you get to see him as a free agent again. You never know what he's going to do over these next three years. He's going to opt out next year. Yeah. He's got two opt outs in there. Yeah. Two opt- I didn't it, see the terms. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, it, they're really it, player friendly. It terms. has been yeah. honestly one of the most impressive jobs I've ever seen out of Scott Boris. The fact that he has no suitors, like literally no suitors. Toronto's out. New York's out. The angels are fake, uh, fake potential people. And somehow he gets Chicago to give him two opt-outs in a three-year contract, front load the deal, and he still gets to become a free agent at age 29 after hopefully having another really good year and proving to everyone that it was just, you know, an an injury plague. That's why he didn't play too well with, with the Dodgers in his last two years. But, like, unbelievable that he gets two opt-outs, plus they front load the contract. Typically, if you're going to op- have opt-outs, you back load it so that way they – are more likely to stay, but they front loaded it, which is crazy. I, mean, I thought it was imp- interesting to see how many people thought the opposite. Thought that Boris got played and that Boris, you know, a Boris guy who doesn't get 10 years, 252, 75, gets three years and eight, but those two option years make a big difference. And it's probably still more money than people thought. I think people were realistically, people were saying, 10 for 250. Like that was the realistic number. And he got he got more than two like 25 a year. He's getting 26 a year, 26.67, whatever it is. And he's also taking home 30 in the first year. Um, and then it becomes 20 in the next two years. So if he even has a decent year, he's opting out and it's he's gonna have to go through this all over again. It's 30, 30, 20. You doing you doing my math over there? That's 30, it's 30, 30, 20. Yeah, that's why I said 30. No, you actually said 30-20. Oh, I said 30-20-20? Yeah. Yeah. That's all good. Is it 30-30? Okay. I thought it was 30-25. Maybe it's 30-25. I don't know. No, I'm 30, just saying, when you, when you spoke, you said 30-20, yeah. but you clearly misspoke because there's yes. this lady. So. 30-30. But, but what is it? 30-30-20. Now, on to these pitchers. It'll be very interesting to see what they get. And Chapman, too. Um, being a little bit older, all, all of them, they can't. I don't I would assume they don't take this type of this type of deal at three year deal. However, I mean Jordan Montgomery on this deal, this type of deal, let's say. Not this exact deal, but this type of deal where you get him three years. I mean three for twenty three a year? I mean, I don't know. 
like Montgomery at that. You're not investing in him long-term. He's been a 10-win pitcher almost over the past. No, he's been over a 10-win pitcher over the last three years, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he hasn't been, he hasn't been a horrible pitcher. I mean, I don't trust it, but you know, and on a short-term deal, Montgomery's not horrible. Plus, I mean, the Angels rotation next year uh, with, uh, <laughs> with one of these two pitchers, I mean, think about it, Snell or Montgomery. Uh, let's see who else you got in there. Patrick Sandoval, unless you plan on trading him, uh, Chase Silseth up and coming there. Reed Detmers. I think you probably have Tyler Anderson for another year. You might have a Griffin Canning sitting around there for another year, depending on how those two guys pitch. Um, plus you have some, an interesting prospect named Caden Dana, um, who's looking like, I mean, in all honesty, like prospect guy here, I think he, he could be a solid number three starter. He looks very, very good down the minor league. So, um, do I like either one of these guys? That's a, that's another question. Does it help the Angels long term? Like getting Blake Snell, apps absolutely. So um, yeah, I mean it, it'd be it'd be a lot of fun to see them get either one of these guys as long as the money's right. And that's been my biggest issue here forever in the Perry era is is what they've given players, whether it's whether it's in free agency or whether it's the draft. You know so. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what these guys get. And if, if one of them does, does go to the angels or if Scott Boris is, is doing Scott Boris things and leading teams on to think that there are more teams interested. I, I tend to look at, I'm not worried about the money as much as the years. It's always the years that burn the angels. So if they can somehow, some way get a three year deal, or something like that. Even if even if it's player friendly for Blake Snell, at the very least, he's a, he's a talented stopgap. You know, I mean, just I, I this whole idea of committing seven eight years to him, when all the underlying numbers say to me there's question marks. That's where I'm concerned. This is where I, my previous opposition to a Blake Snell comes into play. If the trend is now we're getting short term deals. I'm fine blowing that money. I'm, I'm, you know, what, what's it going to hurt? You're not going to be there very long. So that, that's a differing point of view for me is if it's short term, pay them. If it's long term, don't. I, I don't want the long term deals. Are you giving not Snell, for those guys? Are you giving Snell one for thirty five this year? I would. It's one year. Do you lose a draft pick with Snell? You do. You lose a draft. Oh well, that, that that does change things a little bit. Yeah, you probably you probably trade him though. You probably trade him at the deadline. I mean, it losing that draft pick and that money, you probably get more back for Snell Question. than that draft pick. Question, guys, fill me in. I'm, I'm a little behind the time. Does for Montgomery is that a draft pick loss? No, I don't think because so. he was a midseason trade. He he can't have one because of his midseason trade. And I mean, for me, if if Blake Snell's like a three year deal with an option or second year, maybe I'm cool with it. But one year, no. I pay the money on a short term, not one year deal. I don't know. I think he's at a weird age too for him to to be able to take a short term deal. I think that's why he's been mm-hmm. so adamant about, hey, give me my five, six, seven year deal. Because if you give him a three year deal, I think he's about thirty four. And it's really, really hard for him to get another like bigger contract at 34 unless he's just absolutely lights out for the next three years. Uh, I think Montgomery is kind of in a similar situation. He'll be 32. 
Um, his his contract can't be as long because he is a little bit older than Snell by by a year. But I think both those guys are trying to make sure that they get paid because they know that no matter how good they do over these next three years, like look at what Marcus Stroman got. Marcus Stroman got 20-ish. What is it? 16, 17? Yeah, something like that. Like that's a that's a big discount from what these guys would be saying. Like, hey, I'd rather take six, seven years at 24, 23, and you know, just know that I'm locked in at 23. Or give me the give me the six, seven year deal and let me opt out after a couple of years. And if I'm like, you know, pitching out of my mind, then I'll opt out at, after three years. But I think these guys are are really locked in and on the years. And if you're going to go super long in the years, I think you got to get a discount with the money. I, I think it's one or the other. You can't give them long-term and 25-plus million, either of them. You can't give them – I'm either giving them a short-term deal at you know upper, upper 20s, low 30s, or a long-term deal at low 20s because these guys aren't that good. That Yes, Blake Snell has won two Cy Young Awards. I'm not a big Blake Snell guy. I mean, he's pitched two times over 180 innings. He has two, two Cy Youngs in those years. The rest of his years, he's never thrown 180 innings. Um, he's been hurt a lot, and he hasn't really. He's got a lot of walks. There, there's just a lot of concern for me with Blake Snell. Jordan Montgomery's been a good pitcher. He's not an ace, and he wants ace type money, and he's just not that guy. So, th- this is a miserable spot that the Angels are in. Um, didn't go get the the bat that they needed. They still need a bat, but doesn't look like that's going to happen. And you're putting yourself in a position where it's like everyone's going to tell you you need no. You need more starting pitching, which is true. They do need more starting pitching, but what you're going to give Snell and Montgomery is not good for the for the Angels long term. I just want to clarify when I'm talking about like for Snell and or Montgomery. Yes. That, that's the real problem. I'm I'm talking about I want these guys on something that's basically team advantageous, and that's not going to happen. Like you said, give or take. I agree. There, it's going to be. There has to be some kind of like. If, it's, if you're going to give money, that you know, then short term is fine. If you're going to give them years, then they they need to discount the money. But what I'm looking for, this isn't going to happen. It's not economically feasible right now. So I'm not going to be happy either way. Probably, I'm I'm not going to be. So what should the angels do? I mean, should they? Let these guys go. And by the way, for Blake Snell, it's not just all the things you mentioned, which are 100% correct. He is a notorious slow starter. He's awful the first two, two and a half months of the season every freaking year. And by then, in this division, you can be out of the race. So that's that's a turnoff for me. All right, guys, what do you say? I mean, Jared, what do you say? What should the Angels do at this point? Do they just stand pat? Do they look for midseason trade? If, if you're the front office right now, what are you doing? Um, whatever Artie Moreno wants to do. Um, that's not a very good answer. But a horrible answer. Yeah, no, I, I I know that you um depends on how much you're looking to spend. I, I was looking up, I was looking up a plethora of things there, but I mean, it looks like the Angels are pretty close to let's say 175 uh, million dollars uh, in payroll this this season. So, I mean, 20 plus million dollars a year keeps them under 200. Which, what is the cap at not that it's a cap but it's like um, 209 210 no it's it's in the 230s 235 so it it depends on it depends it depends on what already 
what Artie wants to do. Um, you don't have anything coming off. You don't really have much coming off the books. I guess you do have, you have a good plethora of guys coming off the books next year. Um, a good amount of relievers. You have Brandon Drury coming off the books, um, which isn't a lot of money, but you, you do have a good chunk of guys to, to build around. Um, and, and getting, I mean, if I had to pick between the two of them. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, 237. 237. If I had to pick between the two of them, I mean, the, the upsides there with Blake Snell, I mentioned he's, I mean, you, you mentioned the, we mentioned the rotation that could be next year. That's a young rotation that could use a, a veteran leader um, that's been there and done it before. Not that Jordan Montgomery hasn't been there and done it before, but um, I mean, Blake Snell has been a Cy Young award winner. What can you learn from a Cy Young award winner um, besides, you know, a lot. <laughs> so I'm, I, 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 I don't know. I would, I'd love to see them get one of these guys. Um, I'm not necessarily in a tank, but I am in the, I am in the mindset of, well, you know, this team's probably not competing this year. How do you compete in 2025? Um, and which one of these guys helps the angels compete more in 2025? And right now it's probably Blake Snell. He's been a better pitcher. He has higher upside, um, where the angels have a bunch of number four starters and Jordan Montgomery could slide right into that number four starter, um, category there. So Nate, tell your dad, I said, hi there. Big so um, no, I, I, I don't, I'm, it, it comes down to Artie Moreno. If he wants to spend money on pitching, I mean, his, his history repeats itself. He's not going to do it. He hasn't done it yet. Right. They just have not spent money on pitching. They never, they really never have not saying they haven't spent money because they've gone and spent money, but they just haven't done it on pitching because pitching doesn't pitching doesn't bring back a lot of, a, a lot of money for Artie. Right. But maybe a guy like Blake Snell might. So we'll, uh, We'll just see, but I mean, I'm on the Blake Snell train at, at this point. If I had to pick between the two of them, I don't. I don't like the pick. If I'm honest, that's just unfortunately <laughs> how I feel about it. I don't like the pick, Nate. Yeah, um, <laughs> if it's between the two, I, I'm going Monty just because I'm not giving up a draft pick for. Um, what might be you you really have no idea what you're getting out of Blake Snell I feel like Montgomery's the safe answer he kind of has put up that three 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 four ERA for the most part in his career um pitched really good in the postseason last year which could be a little bit harder and you're gonna bring up the two years of five ERA that's fine and I can do the same thing with Blake what did they get what did they give up is it the comp or is it the second rounder it's the second rounder so you're not you're giving up like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars instead of one point five million dollars on that comp pick, maybe two million dollars. So the comp uh, pick is later than the second. Oh, it's a second comp, huh? It's a first, it's not a first comp. So second comp ends yeah. up being around that million. It'll, it, second round ends up being around the, that the second round is before the comp yeah. pick. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah. so it actually is more money that you're giving up for Blake Snell. My biggest thing, and this is the the question that I don't know if, if the Angels could find out and get answered, but honestly I want to know what kind of teammate is Blake Snell when he's not pitching. Um, what was he like in Tampa Bay when he got hurt for those couple of years and he was out for two months, three months, when he missed most of the year? Was he a guy who still wanted to show up to work and, and grind and, and help guys get better? Or was he a guy who was just going to mope and pout and mm-hmm. sit in the corner and kind of play his video games? I don't know. Uh, I can't answer that, but I think that's the most important question to be answered here um, because what we've seen out of Monty, Monty, Monty hasn't really missed starts. He's been sent up and down. 
uh, from time to time with the Yankees. He got traded, things like that, but he doesn't really miss starts. So that is one good thing about Monty is you, you kind of could almost pencil him in for, Hey, he's going to be somewhere around that 11 and eight record, which I know nobody really cares about the the win loss record, but he's going to be somewhere around that 11, eight, nine and 10 record somewhere in there. Um, He's going to have like that three, four, three, five ERA, and he's going to compete and he's going to throw about 170, 180 innings. Like that's kind of who he has been. Like you want to know who he reminds me of? It's, it reminds me of Jose Quintana with the White Sox. Like a guy that's never been great, but has been on, and I know he was on the Rangers last year and won, and won a World Series, but has never the Yankees been on weren't good, good teams. Yeah, never been on good he, teams. He, so that's who he reminds me of. The Yankees never made the playoffs when he was on that team. Uh, did they win, win the Cardinals? They- yeah. Yeah. Did they? I'm just saying oh, that's that's that, the I mean, Cardinals that's just, didn't make the playoffs when they're that's, that's the, the stats, first time. That's like, what the stats remind me of. I mean, it's a 500. It's a 500 pitcher, good ERA. Somebody who that if you put them on a put them on a good on good teams for full years, it's probably a competing for a for a Cy Young Cy Young award and more accolades. So that that's what it reminds he's me. He's been of. on good teams the whole time. I think the biggest thing for him is he's got a, like his numbers got better when he pitched in in pitcher parks. When he he's pitching Yankee Stadium, he had some trouble. Um, I, I don't know. I, my biggest thing is Blake Snell. What kind of teammate are you when you aren't pitching? Because there is a chance that that's going to happen. Right. And we have data to figure that out. Obviously we don't, but like the angels would have access to that where they could call, you know, some friends in Tampa Bay, some friends around the league and be like, Hey, what was Blake Snell like when he wasn't pitching and find that out? Because we can't have another guy that's going to come into the locker room and just, you know, Hey, I'm hurt and I don't care. For me personally, I wouldn't go go after either of these guys. I think um, with where the Angels are at this year, with what what they did in the off season, they really really got a lot in the bullpen and didn't really add to the offense. The offense needs a lot of help still. the The starting pitching still needs some help. I think you're better off just saying, "Hey, go get two or three minor league deal with pitchers." And I know people are going to say, "Well, there aren't that many left." Well, you can still go get them because there are still people out there. Um, go get a minor league deal or two and. And hope that you can stay healthy because I think that's that's the biggest thing right now is if if Griffin Canning or Tyler Anderson or or somebody in that rotation gets hurt, you're looking at picking between Jose Suarez, who is my favorite pitcher of all time, and Zach Plezak. And it's like, eh, not really thrilled with those two guys. Uh, Maybe there's a third guy that you know, like there's there's just not a lot of depth options that make sense. And people are going to say, what about Mason Erla? Well, Mason Erla hasn't pitched that good in AAA. What about Sam Bachman? Sam Bachman's hurt. We don't know when he's going to be healthy and ready. And we don't even know if he's a starting pitcher. There's just so many question marks with the depth starting pitching with this team. And you're not looking at winning a division this year with the roster that Perry's constructed. It's just not good enough. It's not talented enough. And it's not deep enough, honestly. And I know everyone's going to be like, oh, they got deeper. Look at all the, the minor league contracts they gave to hitters. But like... The pitching needs to get deeper. All of it. And and on top of that, are you okay with four left-handed starting pitchers in the rotation? Wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last, probably. Yeah. I mean, the last five, six years, that's kind of what they've rolled out there. So well, how's that worked out for them though? Not as well. Well, actually, a couple of years ago, we did pitch it pretty well. Like that wasn't the problem. The starting pitching did do I'm pretty talking well. <laughs> I'm just saying the starting pitching hasn't been the problem the entire time. No, I, I can think of one problem, but he's not going away. So. All right, guys. Anything else we want to cover today? 
No. Well, that's a short Shock show for us, Francisco. Folks. What? I was going to say, Shotgun the Francisco Mejia. Uh, watched him play yesterday. It was very bad. Did not look good. Uh, I think it's a load of crap that the Angels are saying, oh, we want to give him more opportunities because he wasn't going to make the team anyway. It's like, if you felt that way beforehand, why did you offer him the minor league deal? Because it's you gave him one day, right? Like, if you knew he wasn't going to make the team, you probably already communicated that to him and his agent. Him and his agent were probably like, well, let's look at this roster. It sucks. There's probably someone who's going to get hurt, and I'm probably the first guy to get called up. So, um, it, the answer I didn't I didn't love the answer. I think honestly the answer would have been better for me if if Wash would have just been like honestly we have a standard here, um, and he didn't meet it. We told him like to be ready to go right away, and he did not look ready to go. And this team we are going to set the standard early. Like in order to be on this major league roster and to compete, you've got to be ready to go right away. We're not gonna didn't sit he here and hope that, that you're ready eventually, huh? Didn't he say that? He no said that a couple terms. months ago, but it would have been great for him to like use Mejia as a like um, point to like, hey, I don't mess around. He might have used it in in uh, in the clubhouse this morning, uh, but it it would have been nice to see that. Jaren, closing thoughts. I got I got nothing on Mejia. I mean, he I didn't watch it. He apparently looked back pretty bad. Um, it, it's three wild not... pitches and one pass ball. Not not common to see something like this. So uh, you, there could have been something that happened behind closed doors. We we don't know. We probably will never know. I would assume. Um, but you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. There, um, it's baseball season. A lot of good free agents still left out there. So we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. All right, folks. There you got it. That's our show. Mile long today. Short and to the point. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. Follow me at DC Paul. Follow Jared at Jared underscore Tims and Nate at Nate Green 34. Be with you midweek. Have a great one. Right here.